RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says don't jump to conclusions about the proposed new rendition law and trust the judiciary. The Development Secretary defends the proposal to use part of the Fanling Golf Course for housing and crucial Sino-US trade talks in Washington are extended amid signs of progress. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong has called on pan-Democrats not to jump to conclusions about a proposed change in the SAR's rendition laws. The proposed change would enable one-off case-based extraditions to other jurisdictions, including the mainland, Macau and Taiwan. Pan-Democrats say the change would allow rendition to be used to target mainland dissidents living in Hong Kong. But speaking on a radio programme, Mr Tong said there would be a high threshold required to transfer a suspect and there were already enough safeguards in place to prevent abuse. He added that he was infuriated by criticism that Hong Kong courts might bow to pressure from Beijing. There are very many stringent requirements to be satisfied before someone can be extradited. We should trust our own judiciary, our own judges. They have has the responsibility to apply the law properly and there is no reason to suggest that they won't. We have a very good record. We have foreign judges sitting in the Court of Final Appeal and these foreign judges are chief justices of different common law countries. And I cannot understand why people would think that such prominent judges would be in the pocket of Beijing. Development Secretary Michael Wong has defended the government's decision to limit development to only 32 hectares of the Fanling Golf Course, describing it as a balancing act. Speaking at RTHK, he said building homes on the remaining 140 hectares would be a long-term plan because it would require adding transport infrastructure. Mr Wong added that the private club has made great contributions to sports development. The 32 hectares of land can give us land supply for public housing, mainly for, for mainly for public housing, within the short to medium term. And we all know about the housing shortage faced by Hong Kong. Um, on the other hand, Fanning Golf Course has been making major contributions to sports development, golf development in Hong Kong. In terms of the extent of its openness, it's actually rather high. It's up to 40% open to individual members of the public. Key Sino-US trade talks will continue over the weekend with signs that China is offering concessions to US negotiators. Sean Kennedy has more. President Trump says the talks are going very, very well and is expected to meet President Xi Jinping at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida next month. Separately, US Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said both sides had made progress on important structural issues but warned that the talks still faced a few very, very big hurdles. The signs of progress come amid unconfirmed reports that Beijing will sharply raise its purchases of U.S. agricultural products and open its electronic payment market to Visa and MasterCard, but more concessions are expected. U.S. negotiators are understood to be pushing for a more robust enforcement mechanism to ensure that Beijing keeps its promises. Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Patrick Nip says Hong Kong will be free to decide on how to implement the Greater Bay Area Scheme. The Greater Bay Area Blueprint, announced in the past week, sets out details for a technology-driven economic powerhouse centred on Guangdong Province. Mr Nip said this was aimed at giving Hong Kong people more choices by diversifying the SAR economy and making room for innovation. He stressed that the one country, two systems would continue to apply because it gave Hong Kong an advantage.
stage. Mr Nip also explained that the proposal to transfer hospital patients across the border for treatment is meant to make it more convenient for Hong Kongers planning to live or work in the Bay Area, but local medical needs would remain the priority. Venezuela's opposition leader and self-declared interim president, Juan Guaido, has attended an aid concert in Colombia despite being barred from leaving the country. The pop concert was held near a bridge linking the two countries. Mr Guaido was welcomed by the presidents of Colombia, Chile and Paraguay, which are among the dozens of countries that recognise him as Venezuela's legitimate leader. Colombia's president, Ivan Duque, told the crowds it was a significant moment. With your presence, with the presence of the President of Paraguay, Mario Abdo, with the presence of the Organization of American States, with the arrival of their aid, with the presence of so many volunteers from Venezuela wanting to take aid to their country, we are showing the world that this process is irreversible so that a new order comes to Venezuela. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Three British cabinet ministers have warned that Brexit should be delayed if Parliament fails to approve a withdrawal deal in the coming days. Writing in a newspaper, they said time was running out to reach an agreement. From Westminster, here's the BBC's Nick Earnley. The Business Secretary Greg Clark, the Work and Pension Secretary Amber Rudd and the Justice Secretary David Gock are well known to have concerns about the prospect of no deal. But tonight they up the ante by saying publicly that Brexit will have to be delayed if there is no breakthrough next week. This is a warning to Brexiteers. Get on board next week or a delay will be your fault. But it also suggests Ms Rudd, Mr Gock and Mr Clark may be prepared to vote against the government to prevent no deal, something which is likely to be a resignation issue. Donald Trump has nominated the current US envoy to Canada, Kelly Craft, as his next ambassador to the United Nations. President Trump tweeted that she had done an outstanding job representing the United States. From Washington, the BBC's Chris Buckler reports. The United States has been without an ambassador at the UN since Nikki Haley quit at the end of last year, and it's been a period when there have been many foreign policy concerns. As the US ambassador to Canada, Kelly Craft most recently played a part in helping to negotiate a new trade agreement between the two countries and Mexico. She also served under President George W. Bush as a member of the US delegation to the UN. Mr Trump's first choice, the former State Department spokeswoman Heather Nauert withdrew herself from consideration a week ago, amid criticism that she didn't have the experience or gravitas to fill the role. The US singer R. Kelly has been charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse in Illinois. Prosecutors said the charges related to the alleged abuse of four victims. Three were under the age of 17. He has repeatedly denied allegations of sexual abuse against women and has never been convicted. BBC's Ali Makbul in Chicago has more details. R. Kelly was at one point quite simply the biggest name in R&B and he had massive crossover hits globally. Through it all though, allegations and rumours of sexual abuse against underage girls were never far away. And in 2008 he went to trial on charges of child pornography after a tape surfaced allegedly showing him having sex with a 13-year-old girl. But he was acquitted when the jury decided the tape wasn't clear enough. Some women were paid not to talk, but others started to come forward to say what had gone on. Now prosecutors feel they have enough evidence to press charges relating to four victims. 
Sport now, and Chelsea meet Manchester City at Wembley tomorrow, competing for the first silverware of the English season, the League Cup. When both teams met just three weeks ago, City came out 6-0 winners. But City manager Pep Guardiola says that will count for little in a cup final. They are incredible professional players. They are proud. When we lost 2-0 in the Stamford Bridge, we could not accept the defeat again here at home. But it's what it is. So we're going to face mentally as well as possible, play the final type of games you have to play when you play in finals and, and do a good game and try to win the title. The English Premier League's top game of the weekend also takes place tomorrow as Northwest rivals Manchester United and Liverpool meet at Anfield. The game is full of intriguing storylines with Liverpool looking to extend their lead at the top of the table and United resurgent under interim boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Let's hear from the two managers, starting with Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp. All the offensive players, they were all there and they, they, they were all good before, but now they are full of confidence um, and use all their their potential, so that makes a, that's a big difference, of course. We know we're in for a, a very tough game because they've been fantastic, uh, Liverpool, this season, and I think they will uh, know as well that to come to Old Trafford, it should be a difficult one. I think uh, they pay, our, uh, pay us respect and we will pay them respect. I cannot write your stories. Uh, you have to write it by yourself and we, we only prepare for a football game. We cannot make the game bigger only because in a decisive moment. We have to do any, anyway the best we can do. I've played a few of these myself and I know the mag- magnitude of it. Then it's our job to be focusing and channeling all that energy into performance mode. I understand that emotion can be brought into it, but we have to stay focused and controlled. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says don't jump to conclusions about the proposed new rendition law and trust the judiciary. The Development Secretary defends the proposal to use part of the Fanling Golf Course for housing and crucial Sino-US trade talks in Washington are extended amid signs of progress. The news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3pm. This week, we have a new sampling of hot new hits from the four corners of the planet. With hot new singles from Africa to Europe, South America to the Caribbean, North America and more. And as always, Giovanetti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off our sampling of hot new tracks with this one from Italy with Coes. Stage name for Silvano Albanese, born just north of Naples, grew up in Rome, started off with the band Broken Speakers and went solo in 2009. He's been celebrating his 10th anniversary career with this track, uh, not affiliated to any album, now on the charts, simply called È sempre bello. It's always beautiful. Here's Coez. (laughs) 
È quasi sempre bello se dal buio arriva il giorno È bello se le nuvole sono solo un contorno A volte è bello avere 18 anni È bello se mi chiami, è bello se rimani È bello se rimandi un po' quando stai per venire Ho un fascino più forte tutto ciò che può finire L'hai visto i nuovi euro da 20 